Church choir and band, uh, it's a real celebration. This morning we're doing something a little bit different, and um, some of you had Gloria Perron visit your small group this past week, and it's because we want to celebrate what God's doing in your group. We're going to be sharing some video footage, and um, uh, how thrilled we were to see 22 groups start up, and uh, it just it went beyond above and beyond what our expectations were so we were just thrilled about that you might have noticed that there's a we got two of these banners and one of them is actually brought down to ground level so that everybody who's participated or who is in a small group we're asking you just to take a black fault marker and and put your name on it so that we can put it back up again and and um and celebrate for uh, for a few more weeks every time we look at that poster with your signatures on it we'll be reminded of what God has done in our midst. So I hope you can, you can do that. So without further ado, uh, Scotty's got our very first video clip lined up. And then I want to share with you some uh, passages of scripture. So Scotty, if you're ready to go, go ahead and, uh, and show it. Now that 40 days is done, the question is, um, now what? Now what do we do? And I'd like you to look at this verse in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 11.2. And this is what God instructs the children of Israel to do when, after they'd come out of Egypt, after God had delivered them, and after they'd experienced a multitude of miracles, God says this, Remember today what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. Remember today what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. Why does God want us to remember? Very simply because he doesn't want us to have to relearn. He doesn't want us to forget. And this is uh, probably the number one problem that all of us face as Christians. We tend to forget the things that God has done. How many would say that's true? I've, I've forgotten. How many have experienced God work in your life in a, in a powerful and mighty way? Maybe, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know what I'm talking about. And then the minute that you have some difficulty, what's your first, what's your first, um, response? So often it's to either complain, to get worried, to start chewing your fingernails off, uh, to kick the cat. I don't know what you do when you get, when you get uptight. But the fact of the matter is, is that what God wants us to do is He wants us to remember what He's done in our lives and what He's, what He has done in our church. And so He instructs us to remember so we don't forget, so we don't have to relearn the lessons. There's uh, three things that God wants us to do uh, in Three things he doesn't want us to forget. And the first thing is he wants us to keep meeting together. Look what it says in Hebrews 10, 25. Can you read this with me? Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. And the, the verse goes on as we see the day approaching. By the way, what day is that that is approaching? It's the return of the Lord. How many know that Jesus is coming soon? And, and you know, um, I don't know why we why we left that part off, but should have put that in there. Because here's the thing, folks, is that we're living in light of eternity. This world is not our home. We're not going to live forever. Some of us think we're going to live forever, but we're not. It's a brief life, and then we go to be with Jesus. And the question is this, my friends, is are you, are you ready? 
Are you ready to see the Lord? Are you ready to spend eternity with the Lord? The only way that you're going to do that is by maintaining this habit of meeting together here on earth because we're going to be spending all of eternity together. How many know that? And those people that you're maybe... I mean, I said this back a few weeks ago. Those people that you have a struggle with, God's going to put you right next door to them. Just... (laughs) Just uh, so that if you don't get it here on this life and this earth, you're going you're gonna to get it in heaven. So here's the thing I want to just point out to you, first of all. It says, don't give up the habit of meeting together. In the Bible, we often read of God doing things or his major works of transformation over periods of 40 days or 40 years. You, you read it repeatedly. Uh, it rained how long? 40 days and 40 nights. And you know what happened after that, after that period of raining. It transformed the world. It was never the same again. Uh, Moses was on the mountain two times for 40-day periods. Moses was radically transformed. Uh, The Bible says that when he came down, his face shone for 40 days because he was in the presence of God. In fact, it shone so brightly that people couldn't look at him. He had to put a veil over his face. Um, The Bible says it took the spies 40 days to spy out the promised land, to come back with a report. And, of course, you know that that Israel didn't respond well when the spies returned to tell of the giants in the land. And so what happened? They were forced to, to wander in the wilderness for how long? For 40 years. That's right. In fact, the Bible says that none of them entered. None of that generation entered the promised land. And what was God doing through this, friends? He was shaping a people for himself. He was shaping people to be his very own so that he, they would be the people that God wanted them to be. And what did God want his people to be? He wanted them to be a light in the world. Folks, nothing's changed after all these years. 3,500 3, years later, God still wants us to be a light in the world. And he's going to do everything in his power to make us a light in this dark world. That's, that's what God wants for you. That's God's purpose for your life, that you would be a light in this world. Goliath for 40 days taunted the armies of Israel. And after 40 days, David killed them. You know that story, David and Goliath. Jonah warned the city of Nineveh. Nineveh, pardon me. Nineveh is a face cream. (laughs) Beat that one. 40 days. He warned them, repent. And you know what happened in those 40 days? God gave them 40 days, and it, and that's exactly what happened. These people repented of their sin, and God spared the city. Elijah was strengthened by by an angelic meal and went for 40 days to, the, to Mount Horeb, where the Lord passed by, and he heard the voice of God. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. And after he was crucified, he appeared and did miracles and taught for 40 days before he went to heaven. It takes... 40 days for God to do his transforming work in our lives. And so that's why we went through 40 days. There's nothing magical about 40s except this. Uh, that's about how long it takes to establish a habit. In fact, psychologists, psychiatrists tell you, in fact, that that is basically how long it takes to establish a habit. Coincidence? I don't think so. How many know God is brighter, smarter, and knows more than all the psychologists and psychiatrists on this earth? God knows what we need. And so for 40 days, we've gone through this practice of meeting together. And um, in our group, we, we, we had a, just a fantastic, fantastic time together, getting to know each other better, learning from each other, um, realizing 
just how human we all are and how much we all need God's grace and what a joy it was to, to be encouraged and to encourage one another. This is the habit that God wants us to maintain because some, the Bible says, are in the habit of not meeting together. And so we're, we're, we're called to, to, to enter into this habit and then to, to keep meeting together. I'm going to show you another video right now. Scotty, if you'll get that lined up. And um, I hope that, I don't know what group you're in right now, and I, I, I don't know how it went for you personally. I think it went well for most folks, but maybe this is, that's not the place you want to be. I want you to know that we've got another semester coming up at the end of April, and it's going to be for a period of anywhere between six to eight, and maybe some want to go longer, um, be about, about ten weeks. Eight weeks, ten weeks, something like that. And we want to, we got, want to get you to sign up for that. Uh, there's a kiosk set up in the back so that you can sign up if you haven't signed up yet. Maybe you missed this round. And, um, I'm going to encourage you, get, get signed up and do it again. Uh, some groups have been talking about meeting every other week. I don't recommend that because if you miss one week, then you've missed a month. Rather, go with a semester. Meet for six weeks and take a break. And that is really the, the best and healthiest way for you to grow. But, um, I want to I want to encourage you keep meeting don't give up. And so let's take a look at this next video if you're ready to go. The second practice or the second thing that uh, that we're told in the scripture to do is remember to keep practicing what we've learned. Look what it says in Philippians 4.9. It says, keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard, and the God of peace will be with you. What are some of the things that we were doing during this campaign? One of the important things we were doing is suggesting and recommending and helping you to have a quiet time. Uh, A devotional book was provided with one reading a day. It was usually about two pages long. And um, I can tell you that, I mean, I've been to Bible school and... And been in the ministry for years, but even even myself, reading through that journal, uh, reading through that uh, devotional every day, and with place to journal, I was deeply touched, deeply moved, and uh, refreshed and encouraged. And um, that's uh, that's one of the practices that we're asking you to to maintain after this 40-day period. To keep keep doing your devotionals. Um, we have uh, a little book that comes uh, every three months called the Daily Bread. Has anybody seen that? And we encourage you to get a hold of one of those and read a read the little devotional. Um, one of the other practices you've learned is to read your Bible. Uh, you've been encouraged to attend a church on a weekly basis, weekly worship. Uh, we've uh, we provided memory verses for you. This is a very important part of the Christian development. Uh, memorize Bible verses. I'm so thankful for the Bible verses that I memorized as a child. And I can tell you that those verses come back to me time and again to encourage my spirit. But you, you need to do this. You need to keep practicing the things that you learned during these 40 days. Uh, the, the other big thing that we did during these 40 days is we worked on some projects, uh, serving and sharing together. I just got an email today from uh, Jesus Reigns Ministry. It was uh, 5, 5.20 in the morning sent out. I didn't get it till till a little after 7.00. And um, basically, Jesus Reigns Ministry is a ministry that we raise funds for so that they could build the 30 um, uh, Nipah huts in the Philippines. I was so excited to hear from them this morning. And um, they've invited me and Gloria to go over uh, sometime in April to, um, to speak, I think, at their um, retreat 
And I presume bring them the check as well. <laughs> uh, but what a thrill, what a delight to be able to partner with these folks. And folks, you know what? This is something that we want, want, want to keep doing as a, as a fellowship. Now that was a big, that was a big project that we worked on as a church, but a lot of your small groups got involved in, in various ways with one small group, uh, or several, I think, helping out with, um, uh, with the caring and sharing. Another one had Mike Pactican in to, to figure out how they could bless the community. We had Larry come up one morning and share a little bit about that. Um, uh, there's a lot of little things that were done, a lot of, a lot of, little blessings for for people that maybe uh, work behind the scenes and don't get any recognition and and small groups have reached out and wanted to express love to these people man this has just been such a blessing and we need to keep this up we need to keep on doing that for each other because that's what makes us strong and so so the bible tells us don't forget this remember to keep doing this keep practicing what you've learned received and heard um there's let me just share this interesting little analogy with you uh, redwood, redwood trees. Has anybody ever been to the to the West Coast to see the redwood trees? Are really something to see, and they grow up to 370 feet tall. Um, when I was a kid, we actually uh, went th- we actually went to the redwood forest, and there was a, a tree that was um, um, uh, was was carved out so that a car could drive through it. We actually drove through a red tr- redwood tree. They're, they're that huge. They're just massive. You can't conceive of it. But here's an interesting thing about the redwood tree. They, they can grow up to 370 feet tall. And, um, that, that's like, like as tall as a red, as, as a Richardson building. It's a massive, massive tree. And the interesting thing about these roots is, uh, about these trees is that the roots don't go terribly deep. But here's the thing. Because they're interconnected, because their roots connect with one another, they're able to, to hold each other up in storms, in the winds, and the fires of life. And it's a wonderful analogy for us folks of how important it is for us to be interconnected. It's how we grow and how we stay strong and how we stay healthy and how we're able to, to stand up against the winds and the problems of life. There's not a person here that doesn't go through problems. But it's a sad thing if you're going through problems all alone. God did not intend for you to be alone. God wants you to be part of the family. He wants you to be strengthened in the family. He wants you to uh, stay upright and growing. The third practice, or the third thing that we need to keep doing is we need to keep praying. Can we just read that verse together? Pray that the Master's word will simply take off and race through the country to a groundswell of response. I want to show you that missions video right now. Scotty, if you could show that right now. And um, we need to pray that God would continue to use us as a church and use our small groups to be a blessing. And uh, let's take a look at this. This is a reminder of what God has done. We're celebrating what God has done. <laughs> Keep praying. Wouldn't it be cool if, according to, the, to this passage of Scripture... There was a great groundswell of response to the love and the faithfulness of this body and of your small group. What would happen if after praying and after responding to God's instruction to us that God did bring a great spiritual awakening to our community? How many of God can do that? But it takes it takes people who are one in heart, one in spirit. It takes people who are in community and who are in unity.
Notice that word community. The, 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 last, the last little word hidden in that word community is the word unity. There is absolutely nothing that we can't do when our hearts are joined together as one. Jesus saw, saw a little group of, of disciples as the, the answer to the world. Did you know that? God took those 12 and after spending three years with Christ and hearing the teachings of Christ, after praying with them, and after praying that God would use them, those, those disciples went forward in the name of Jesus and they literally turned the world upside down. That's what it says in the book of Acts. The world was literally turned upside down. And it all, all came from 12 people, 12, 12 disciples who were completely unified in purpose and vision. And God did a miracle. I want to pray. I'm going to, I want you to pray that God would take and use you and use your small group to be a blessing to the world, that God would unify your hearts and unify our hearts as a church so that we can do the work God wants us to do. I was talking to somebody after the, that missions banquet. You know what they said to me? They said, you know what? We could, we could be doing this once every three months. It's, it's, this, is, this is hardly any, any burden at all to raise the funds to do this. And I said, you know what? There's nothing I'd love to see more. But it has to take people who are unified in heart, unified in purpose, unified in vision. And there is nothing that we can't do in the power of Christ. Because, folks, listen to me. When we are unified, it means that we're healthy. And when we're healthy, you know the healthy body can do amazing things. And God wants to use us for his glory and honor. So I need to ask you to pray. Pray that God would, would unify us as a body. Unify uh, your small group. And if you're not in a small group, get into a small group. Get connected. And uh, I, I truly believe that God can use our church to, to turn the world upside down. I believe that with all my heart. I'd like you just to, to pray with me right now. Would you, would, let's do exactly what the Bible says. Father, your word tells us to pray that uh, your word would take off and race through the country, race through this city, race through our community. So that there would be a groundswell of response. God, we, we want to see lives transformed. We want to see souls saved. We want to see people set free from their addictions, from their bondage. God, we want to see uh, your name high and lifted up. And God, even as Jesus prayed before he left this world in John 17, and even as he prayed for a unity amongst the, amongst the believers, God, we're going to pray that right now as well. And we know, God, that when there is unity, there is great power. There's great authority. Lives are touched. Lives are transformed. And so, God, help us, we pray, to, to remember, to keep meeting, to keep practicing, to keep praying what, you have, what you've revealed to us so that you would be glorified. God, if there's any who are not yet in a small group, if there are any who are not yet signed up, God, we pray that you would move in their hearts, get them involved, get them connected, and... Uh, Father, we, we know that you want to do great things through our church. And so we, we commit ourselves to you right now in Jesus' name. We've got one more video. Scotty, if you want to show that one. And uh, I don't know about you, but, man, my heart is just so filled with joy and thanksgiving. I truly, truly I'm thrilled at what God has done, and I hope that you'll be touched by this as well.
Now, who would want to miss out on that? I want to just encourage you. Uh, next week, we're going to be having a whole list of um, Bible studies that are going to be available. If you'd like to continue on in the group that you're in, that's great. We asked last week that small groups uh, take a peek at the at the suggestion. We had a list of, of different Bible studies that are available. And if you haven't picked one out yet, you're not sure what you want to do, uh, by next Sunday morning at the small group kiosk, there's going to be a list of the different uh, small groups that you can join and be a part of. And um, I do want to encourage you, please, please sign up. Please get connected and get, get encouraged. Let's, uh, let's close with a, with a song. Shall we do that? And then we'll, we'll pray. Name above all.